Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? It's Thea Sam here. Welcome to the New Man Podcast, and thank you so much for listening today. It's uh, it's a real honor to have you here, and I appreciate all the love and support I've been getting from you guys who are listening. Some of my early adopters uh, really means the world. So lots of love and uh, and appreciation. Uh, I'm really excited to talk a little bit today about um, one of the. I don't know, I would say one of the top tips that people give, uh, or at least people have given traditionally over the years in regards to, you know, managing lust and your your flesh and your kind of inner urges and desires. Um, and I, it's funny, like, you know, there's, there's lots of, lots of advice on the subject. I mean, you know, men have been working through uh, lust and their urges since the beginning of time. So there's always been different mantra, uh, yeah, mantras and quotes and little, you know, tips and tricks and whatever. And I think some of them have merit and some of them don't. And I, I wanted to dig into uh, specifically the this one, uh, which I'm sure you already saw in the title. It's uh, it's bouncing the eyes. I wanted to talk about that whole idea um, because I I think sometimes this this idea gets misunderstood, and without the right context, it's pretty much useless. It's it's really not going to serve you at all. But in the right context, there could be some benefit. So. Um, that's kind of where we're going today. Let me let me give a little bit of a framework here just so that we kind of understand uh, where this thing lies and then um, maybe we can try to gain an understanding of, of how it could actually be useful for you and I in our journey to, uh, to living lives of freedom and uh, sexual integrity. <sighs> okay, basically, um, Jesus in Matthew... Uh, Matthew 5, Matthew 5 or Matthew 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, he he told uh, the people in the crowd, he basically said, you've heard it said before that he who sleeps with another man's wife has committed adultery. But I say to you, he who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery in his heart. And this, of course, is in one of the greatest sort of uh, tangents that Jesus had while he was on earth, where he's saying, you have heard it said it was this, like for, for centuries, you guys thought this is how the kingdom of God worked. But I'm just letting you know, this, this is what it actually looks like. This is how things really work. And the reason he was addressing these matters is because many of the the religious leaders and the the sort of spiritual cultures of that day had completely lost the underlying philosophies and the driving purposes that undergirded a lot of their practices. And as a result, people were becoming very obsessed with doing the right or wrong behavior, but not for the right or wrong reasons. And so that is kind of the the essence of this, this scripture. And it is usually the, the basis for um, a, a tip like bouncing the eyes. That's usually where it comes from. And um, and the, the basic idea, of course, is like, well, you don't want to double take a, a, a woman. You don't want to uh, spend too much time staring at somebody, uh, you know, kind of feeding that lust. 
So bounce your eyes. You know, when you catch yourself looking, look away. Um, and that's the basic premise there. Now, I I want to say that I, I really, um, I believe anything that helps you live out this scripture, this idea of protecting the heart, anything that helps you do that is going to be beneficial. Anything. I mean, if anything helps you not commit adultery in your heart, if it helps you to not look at a woman lustfully, it's helpful. So that's where we always start because that is the end goal here. That's the goal of internet filters, accountability partners, bouncing the eyes, spiritual disciplines, coaching programs, courses, uh, taking in content like podcasts and blogs and videos on YouTube and whatever it might be. All of it is onto this basic, simple instruction that Jesus has given us, which is to not commit adultery in our hearts by not lusting, not lusting with our eyes or any of our other senses. So that is, that is sort of the end goal here. And that is, that's kind of what we're working towards. Now, um, the question at hand is, does bouncing the eyes work? Does it actually stop you from lusting? Is it actually an effective practice? And the short answer is, Kind of. <laughs> sorry, sorry to be so ambiguous. Um, the the reason it's it is helpful is because of course, if you really think about it, you know we uh, we live in this uh, culture that we are regularly getting exposed to skin and women and and not just like not just women that you see on the street, but if you use social media, if you engage in any kind of digital content with some form of regularity, which is really, I mean, everybody, um, you're going to get exposed to curated content of women who, um, you know, have have dressed themselves up a little bit, done a little bit of makeup. They've they've found the right camera angle that sort of accentuates their features and maybe their body parts. So these are normal parts of our life now. They're normal parts of our society. And again, not that they weren't before, but the, the digital and technological advances of our society have really amplified this dynamic and they've sort of brought it to our front door, whether we want it or not. Um, but furthermore, you know, um, where I where I live, I live in in Canada. I'm about an hour south of Toronto, and uh, right by Niagara Falls, actually. And we have the privilege of living about a thirty second walk from the beach. So when the weather's nice in Canada, which is like two weeks of the year, uh, it's a little bit of an exaggeration. But you know, it's it's not year round. But uh, I get at least probably four months of the year. Where after work, after I'm done working, you know, I shut all my devices off, I close everything down, and I grab a towel, I'll go down to the beach, and I'll just kind of spend, I don't know, maybe an hour there unwinding and decompressing. It's amazing. So I've started doing this, you know, the last little bit, the weather's been been really nice here, and, um, and it's been really... Um, amazing. It's a great way to decompress. And I, I certainly prefer the beach than some of the other methods I have to resort to in the wintertime, like, um, you know, just going for cold walks and that kind of thing. But anyway, uh, I've just, I've just been kind of floored lately, just being exposed to all of this skin, right? Like the beach is this great place. You get to do recreational activities and, um, and, you know, soak up some sun, go for a little swim, whatever it might be. But on the kind of managing your your desire side of things and on really learning to avoid lust, 
man, a beach is a hard place. There's skin everywhere. Um, and, and girls are wearing bikinis. That, that's the norm. So you, you literally are getting to see their bodies and their curves and, and all of their features in a very glorified kind of way. And I really was confronted with this uh, the last couple days as I've been just at the beach going to, um, you know, to relax and unwind, but becoming very sidetracked and distracted by all the people around. So I've, I've had to kind of revisit this principle and just even ask myself, like, what do I believe here and what, what is really going to help me not fall into lust? Because uh, what I know from my 15-year struggle with pornography is that if I can't manage things on the beach, then there's no reason I'm going to be able to manage things alone with my laptop. So it has to start here. I have to be able to nip things in the bud. And that's why I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit and, and get into it. Um, so I, I think... I think bouncing the eyes can be really helpful. Like in, in a beach setting, as an example, um, you know, your, your brain is going to start to recognize these things and how you respond really matters. Now, it is not just about bouncing the eyes because as you may recall in the scripture, Jesus said, he who looks at a woman lustfully, that's the eye part. He who looks at a woman lustfully commits adultery in his heart. And the mistake that we have made with this sort of concept of bouncing the eyes is we have overemphasized the external tangible part and we have forgotten the inner heart transformation component. So yes, bouncing the eyes is great, but if you bounce the eyes and you continue to think about that person or you bounce your eyes off one person and you simply go to the next, then bouncing your eyes is not doing you any favors. It is simply medicating a problem and giving you a false sense of security. Instead, the goal here is not, not just to bounce the eyes, do that, but then gain control of the thoughts and of the, of the desires that are undergirding your eyes in the first place. So uh, in a really practical sense, um, at the beach, it might mean one of two things. Number one, it might mean that I am paying attention. Like if I catch myself sort of drifting, double taking, looking a little bit too long, it means that I am quick to look away. So it, it sort of becomes this reactive thing. But secondly, I, I call this thing, um, oh, what's the... I can't believe I'm forgetting my own term here. It's going to come to me in a minute. But what you want to do is you want to find uh, something that you can regularly divert your attention to when you bounce the eyes. So in other words, it's not just about making sure you look somewhere else with your eyes. It's making sure that you think about something else in your mind. And um, I can't believe I, I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. I have a word for this. And it's, it's based out of Inception. You guys might have to help me out here. Um, any of you who watch Inception, um, maybe I'll explain it and then it'll come to me. In the movie Inception, which is one of my favorite movies, the, the basic idea is you have dr these dreams within a dream and you can trick your, yourself so much so that you actually don't know if you're in a dream, if it's reality, if it's the first layer of dreaming or the second layer or third layer or whatever. And so they have um, sort of this tell and, and it's something that they use to indicate that there's that basically indicate to their subconscious mind whether or not they are in a dream. And so for uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, it was a, a spinning top. 
And if it stayed spinning, then he knew he was in a dream. But if it fell over, then he knew he was in his own dream. Sorry, I, I didn't quite say that right. Yeah, if it, if, it, if it fell over, he was in his own dream. If it didn't fall over, then he knew that he was in somebody else's dream. He was in kind of another dream layer. And um, there was a, uh, there's a, a word for it, and I can't believe I'm still drawing a blank on it. But that is the kind of approach you want to take to bouncing the eyes. You want to have that, that thing that you can regularly divert your attention to. So for me, I've really made a habit of thanking God for my attraction. And that might sound kind of strange or like a little bit, I don't know, uh, maybe a little bit out there. But what I've realized is that I can become very condemning with my thoughts if I'm not careful. So, you know, I, I look at somebody, uh, let, we'll keep going with the beach example. I'm on the beach, girl walks by her bikini. I look once, I look down and then I kind of play this mental game where it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to look again. I'm not going to look again. And it's like, oh, I think there's a bird. I caught this bird out of the corner of my eye and oh yeah, I look over there. And of course the girl just happens to be in that line of view. You know, my, I don't know about your guys's minds, but my brain will sometimes trick myself, um, or try to play these tricks, um, to get that double take, right. To sort of uh, get that double take or, or look another time or whatever it might be. So what you want to do in, in these moments is, is number one, you want to acknowledge the, the first take. But number two, instead of playing those games, instead of being like the, okay, don't look again, don't look again, don't do a double take, bounce the eyes, look somewhere else. That's a, that's a very, um, it's a very risky solution because it, there's nothing concrete. It's not going to guarantee to direct your attention to something else that's actually useful and constructive. So instead, you want to take that next step and you want to actually have something already prepared that you can redirect your attention to. So for me, um, it, it's like I said, I've made a habit of just thanking God for my attraction and thanking God for these women who are attractive. And what it does is it actually just dissipates the um, the urge. It dissipates the, the sort of sting of it and that panic that we sometimes go into of like the, ah, I don't want to double take again. Uh, oh no, I looked, um, I've committed adultery in my heart. Like, oh no, oh no. We kind of go into these panic states and they, we always make poorer decisions when we're in those states. So, you know, for me, it's just, a, it's seeing that person and then saying, okay, God, thank you for that person. Thank you for giving me uh, my attraction. And God, thank you for this great moment I'm getting on the beach here. And, you know, immediately my attention is now drawn somewhere else. And that is the goal. Because as long as the goal is to not focus on something, you will focus on it. When, when the object is simply to avoid something that thing will become your object. It will become your focus. Um, so we, we have to find superior things, things that are more convenient, things that are uh, equally rewarding, and things that ultimately protect our peace. They protect our inner sense of stability and self. Those are always going to be the most effective. And that's why Jesus was getting at when you do not look at a woman lustfully, then your heart stays clean. Your, your heart stays pure. And that's what this is really about. It's about managing the inner life, uh, our inner selves. So, um, so does bouncing the eyes work? Yes, but only if it is accompanied by something that is going to redirect your attention in a constructive and productive 
manner. So just remember that um, that you you should bounce the eyes. Absolutely, don't do double takes. Don't look longer um, than you know maybe that initial glance because your you know your brain just kind of caught it. That's fine. Don't don't um, don't condemn yourself for that, um, and don't get carried away with it. Find that thing. Find that that tell. I wish I could think of the word from Inception. I'm gonna have to go and look it up. It's gonna drive me nuts. Um, but but find that thing, whatever it might be, and and use that as the primary source of of sort of uh, diverting your attention. That that should be um, the the thing that you go to. And what happens as you do this? It's it's this amazing thing. But what happens as you do this is. Anytime that you have those, um, those kinds of patterns pop up that would have led you into lust prior, those patterns now become a launching board into gratitude or into something that is more wholesome, um, something that is productive and constructive. And, um, and that is really what you want this to be about. That That is the incredible thing is you can actually not just sort of play this game where you're going back and forth with lust like, oh, um, I need to not do this. I need to not do that. And some days it's easier. Some days it's not. Uh, instead, you are now leveraging your desires and your urges to lead you into something that is really useful, really, really helpful. Um, so in my case, it's gratitude. In your case, it could be something else. And uh, oh my goodness, I remembered the word. It's called a totem, a totem. So find a totem, find a totem in your life, something that you can regularly divert your attention to. Because um, I'm going to guess for most of you guys who are listening, we're about to hit the summer season. You're going to see girls wearing uh, less. And that means that you will have to have Little devices like this that are going to just protect your inner man, keep you clean in your thought lives, and ultimately in control of your desires and your urges. So that's my take on whether or not bouncing the eyes works. Um, the I guess the other side of it, it's worth addressing, is the worst thing that you could do is is only bounce the eyes. In other words, like the worst thing you could do is is just build that mental habit of just kind of looking away um, because you have no power over the thing that you run away from. That's why in James 4, 7, it says, resist the devil and he will flee because the devil becomes powerless to our resistance. And so when people are powerless, they run away, they flee. And similarly, we don't want to be people who run away from attractive women. We don't want to, um, we don't want to run away from people that are, um, yeah, that are just, you know, good looking or that are stumbling blocks. Instead, we want to reach a place of power where where we can stay in control, acknowledge somebody is attractive, and then carry on with our days, resort to our totem, regain our control, and stay the course. So um, that is my take on bouncing the eyes. I hope this really helps you guys. I I get a lot of questions about, um, you know, these kinds of things because bouncing the eyes is very common methodology that's taught in in churches especially. And um, and I'd love to hear if you guys found this helpful. And if you really did, um, if you really did feel like this impacted you, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rating or a review on your platform. That just helps me get the word out. It lets people know that this content is effective and that it's helpful and it extends the reach of the podcast in the process. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, 
or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.